We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. Welcome back to the Thursday, December 15th episode. This is going to be a fun one. We are going to have Paul Emick here for mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the uh, other chair today will be Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. You can hear that primarily uh, in Madison on the zone, Grant. Is that right? And then WKTY in lacrosse and a handful of other stations throughout. You can also stream that. Uh, Grant, I think, is doing a tremendous job. So I love getting the chance to talk to him. Paul, of course, is a good, good buddy, the goodest of. And it'll be nice to have those two interact for the first time. I think ever, maybe on Twitter, but at least through this, I had those guys on all the time and finally get to have them on at the same time. So that's coming up in a little bit. Uh, the Brewers made a trade, I suppose. I'm going to make sure I mention that here. Owen Miller, who is from Mequon? Was this common knowledge? Owen Miller's from Mequon. He went to Ozaki High School. All these people are tweeting like Fox 6 is like, hey, this guy was our athlete of the week once. And Dario Melendez is like, I work out with this guy. Huh? I, I don't know. I don't know how I, I mean, I'm in the business. I 2018 first year player draft. How would I not? Maybe I knew and forgot or something. Because right now when I think Owen Miller, I think a guy who you need in a fantasy streamer. Who, who's this guy? He had two home runs yesterday. Oh, he's hitting 212. Oh, well, might as well try. So that's what I think of with Owen Miller. But the Brewers got him now. Nice depth move, I guess. Uh, but it is a move, and we're talking about all these moves. It's not Carlos Correa signing a big deal, uh, big deal with the Giants. So when I talk to Paul and Grant coming up, we talk about a lot of things. We did tape before the Correa news, but it doesn't change the conversation. We're talking Willie Adamas a little bit later and a possible extension. Uh, we talked some other things with the Bucks and stuff, so uh, that's the only thing that I think is like, hey, these guys take the other day. Hey, these guys aren't live. But I think we'll be fine. So there you go, Owen Miller, a brewer. Hey, also, if you're on a routine with this show and you get it every morning, please don't miss what I posted Wednesday at noon. Clay Thompson, a 10, 11-minute interview with Clay Thompson of the Warriors. So I had the opportunity to talk to him before Bucks Warriors and posted that on YouTube. It's on YouTube. 
posted that on on here on wherever you're listening to this it's right in the episode list so you may have thought oh what's this what did i miss you missed 10 minutes with clay thompson i posted it separate and at a later time so i don't know what kind of habits everybody has with the podcast you know, some people listen right away some people you know i think i think with a lot of people do is maybe half on their way to work halfway home i think that works pretty good if you're commuting or whenever so just don't miss that one please i'm very proud of being able to talk to clay uh, i thought it was a nice i mean just it's just 10 minutes 11 minutes but i thought it was a good conversation maybe i mean we're not breaking news here i'm not gonna be on espn or anything but i think he said some things and explored some thoughts that maybe others don't necessarily do with him so i'm very proud of it and i just don't want you to miss it you can catch that on youtube and you catch that uh wherever you're catching this so clay thompson of the warriors the uh i think uh second biggest guest we've had i would rank bart lundy top three i would rank clay thompson top three and then of course uh ryan horvath uh each and every week to have him is an honor and a privilege i do have a voicemail from uh the the sean o'connell on the Carl's Place voicemail line, you can leave voicemails 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. This is from Sean O'Connell. And then I'm going to debut a new segment. Here's Sean. Hey, the Bart Winkler Show just got done with the Clay Thompson interview. That was fantastic. Really liked that. Uh, if you were trying to sell him on the Milwaukee Bucks, you may want to let him know what taxes are state taxes are in wisconsin compared to california it's probably the one state we can gloat over that i have two quick monday night football questions with no cooper cup do we have to worry about baker mayfield lightning striking twice is that going to be a big concern and number two with no aaron donald is the cold going to be the biggest challenge for our aging quarterback because as an aging man myself, I can say that despite growing up on the icy shores of Lake Superior playing hockey on an outdoor rink as a boy, ice fishing on the Shawamigan Bay without a shanty as a young man, and even going to Alaska on spring break for helicopter backcountry snowboarding, I can now barely keep an ice pack on my lower back for more than 10 minutes after I hurt myself getting off the toilet. So the struggle is real. So can't wait to hear your thoughts on all those things. Love you guys. See ya. Yeah, Sean, been there. I can only go about eight minutes myself afterwards. Uh, it's Look, my joke hot take is that in cold weather games, I said this with Favre, Rogers should play. When we had Favre, Rogers should play because Favre's too old for the cold. I mean, I don't know. Dude, look, watch Rogers. Monday night is going to be so cold. It's going to be so cold next week, and you're going to expect this guy. When you get older, your blood thins, and you get colder quicker. This is a fact. I just looked it up because I needed more ammo against uh, Rodgers to start love. So I don't know, but at least have love on standby. I don't know. I think the Packers are probably going to lose. Uh, I don't think the Rams are good. I don't think Baker's really that good. But everybody's been putting out these – Hey, here's what needs to happen. Here's what needs to happen. We're already trying to have some of these other teams lose games. And who are we rooting for? We're five and eight guys. If we get to eight and eight, I'll go playoffs. I'll go playoff scenarios. Like, what do we need? What do we need? 
We're f- maybe seven and eight, even five and eight. Just beat the Rams. Just beat the Rams. All right, time for a new segment. It's called Winks Stinks. I'm on Twitter at Winks Stinks, but these are some things that I think stink. Number one, Elon Musk. I said this the other day, and I got a comment. Bart, I turned you off when you complained about Twitter. You of all people should value free speech. Twitter suppressed free speech. Elon has stopped the suppression. It's scary to see how hateful and vindictive liberals are. Many problems with this. Here's the thing. Nothing I said was political. I'm getting called a political name. So let's play a game. It's called, is what I'm saying political? I don't like Elon Musk. Is that political? Because a lot of you, it means, yep, I'm raising my hand and saying, I'm the lib man. I think Elon Musk is doing a bad job running Twitter. Is that political? This is just like when I talked to Jeff Perlman about the USFL and said, Trump ruined the USFL. Hey, don't know politics. Look it up. Read the book. Trump, Trump was the one. He wasn't getting an NFL team, so he tried to move. He had the league move to the fall where they got destroyed by the NFL. Trump absolutely ruined the USFL. That's not political. Elon Musk is doing a shitty job at Twitter. Free speech. Hey, your free speech. Uh, Elon blocked everybody that has, because there's an Elon Jets account that follows Elon Musk Jet. So he had it blocked and then he had other jet counts blocked. So this is going to kill the guy from cheesehead TV who likes to track Romeo Dobbs plane. Now Elon's saying any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. So you like, can't post if I'm out at a, if I'm out at nomad, can you not post a picture of me? Is that doxing me? This is what they, this is what not they, he, this not this is what guys like Elon Musk do. They get their feelings hurt. They do something because of it. And then to not show that their feelings were hurt, they make a big rule that ruined like so stupid. If, I mean, if you Elon Musk is stupid. He's a stupid guy. Well, how does he have so much money? You know how many of these people that have money are stupid? Anyway, Elon Musk stinks. Another thing that stinks, wink stinks, people that still rip on soccer. Can you let it go? I'm watching Morocco and France. And France was my World Cup pick, but this does seem like it's Messi's tournament. So I might go with Argentina on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, By the way, people are going to love finding out about this. There's a third place game, guys. Morocco is going to play Croatia. Just a nice thing. Hey, who's going to be third? Maybe the first African nation to ever take third. Now, it'll get shit on. I'm trying to watch this game. I'm out at Nomad where there are people doing Moroccan chants. It's a Wednesday afternoon. The front bar's packed. The back bar's packed. It's shitty outside. People are still there. And people are trying to tell me, when is soccer going to make it in America? Soccer doesn't need to be the NFL to make it in America. Soccer's doing just fine. And everybody involved in soccer is just fine with where soccer is. It's these people that are, I don't, I don't even know the group of it. Cause sometimes these people like soccer and they're like, when's soccer going to make it in America? I had a guy tell me, well, the reason I don't like soccer is the flopping. Yeah. Sometimes guys get hurt and they go down and it's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? That happens in other sports too. 
but then they lay down on the ground for, I had a guy tell me on Twitter. Cause I said, so you don't like when a guy lays down for 60 seconds. That's, that's too much for you. But you like when the NFL just goes, okay, uh, play's going pretty smoothly. We're just going to take a timeout to play commercials, even though it affects the game. No, in no way. We're just going to, pl- we're playing commercials now. And he says, yeah, I'd rather see a Chevy ad than a guy wincing around in pain. You'd rather see an ad than the actual contest. And there is some art. See, I don't think that what, what soccer is not, it's not that it's not American. It's not, well, it's not as instant gratification. You know, when you're watching some of these soccer games, you see the progress, you see the movement, you say, oh, France is going to get one soon. You can, you can tell like they're, they're piercing through. And sometimes when these guys go down and embellish a little bit, what they're trying to do is tell the ref, hey, this guy is following a lot. I, I'm really in pain here. The next time he does that, maybe show him a yellow card. It's a very simple game, but there is nuance to it. And Americans are trying to figure out the nuance to it when they can't even figure out the simplest to it. Everything you hate about soccer happens in other sports. Oh, there's stoppages of play. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, when's the game going to end? I don't know when the game's going to end. Baseball. Literally, give me examples tomorrow. Maybe I'll write an article. Yes, I will. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out. I'm going to take time and do this. Everything you don't like about soccer happens in another sport. You're just more accepting of it happening in the other sport because you were raised that way. That, that's it. That's it. Can we, just in, can, can we just enjoy soccer without it having to be a referendum every time the game's on? What do you feel left out that you're not watching the game on a Wednesday afternoon that you don't understand what's a big deal? Then just move on with your life. Things that stink. Wing stinks. Number three. And lastly, Avatar. Who the fuck is going to see this movie? Avatar, a.k.a. Fern Gully, the sequel, came out 13 years ago. Everybody had to see it because the graphics were so great. You look at the graphics now, they're awful. And then 13 years later, James Cameron's like, I need to make another one. Where is the audience for this? Whoever said there's been no thing that has made more money and has has less of a cultural impact than Avatar is correct. The biggest pop culture thing is when SNL spoofed the font that they made, the papyrus font. So the thing I read about Avatar, because I thought I was in agreement. Oh, okay, they're making another Avatar. No one's going to see this. Every article I read says Avatar is not that good, but it will make its money. How? Who's who is going? Who, like honestly, who is going to Avatar? What, what are, are couples on dates going to Avatar? You can you can take your third date to Avatar and then go home and. You can take your family to Avatar. Some of these guys are like going to movies by themselves. You're going to, you're going to go to see Avatar who like, honestly, how, how is Avatar going to make its money? You want to talk about, you want to talk about a rigged something rigged. I think these box office numbers are going to be rigged. I like to get to the bottom of that. So those are things that I think stink. I'm going to take a break. Then we're going to get, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paul Emig and Grant Bills. At some point in that, I will pretend to take a break, but I didn't know I was going to tape this segment, and and so just ignore it. So this is how I follow up the Clay Thompson interview, bitching about Elon Musk, soccer haters, and Avatar. But honestly, who is going to see that sack of shit movie? All right, now to the commercials. The humans are returning. They're hunting us. What's our plan? 
This is our home. This is our family. This is our fortress. This is where we make our stand. We must protect the people. Let's get it done. Avatar The Way of Water. Experience it in 3D. Tickets on sale now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I got Paul Emick here, as I do. Hey, mm-hmm. Paul. Mm-hmm. Hello. And then on one of the post-game shows, uh, Grant Bills, who joins us from the humble abode in lacrosse, and you can hear him on stations statewide in the afternoons, uh, unless mm-hmm. a Badger recruit backs out, then his show gets kicked off for breaking news. But uh, Grant said Paul comes in at once a week as a fire starter and then and then leaves. So Grant unknowingly volunteered himself to be on this episode. Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, gentlemen. I love Paul's work. It's just you can see it in his face. He just loves coming in here and then he gives, I don't know, he gives chum to the masses and then they run with it for a whole week. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's it, no one's ever said this before in sports talk. I just try to have the conversations that you might be having with your friends at the local pub, the local eatery. Ah. It's a new concept I'm piloting. 
And these are the kind of conversations I would have, Grant. There's no intentional fire starting. Well, here's the thing, Paul. At the local bar, most people don't know the complexities of big NBA trades and what can <laughs> get work. So that maybe that's where we're running into the issue. But I, I get it. I didn't understand what we were doing. We were trying something new. So I'll try to fall in line. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we'll see how it goes. That's on me. Yeah, what bar? What bar are you having these conversations? Paul's throwing out the it's during the it, no, baseball that were made up three weeks ago, and everyone pretends like they were invented twenty years ago. And trying it's, to Paul, Paul wants to like eradicate the RBI. It's not a real true indicator of. Success. Oh, it's not. Oh, this is these are great bar conversations. Jesus, these are the conversations. By the way, you said what kind of bar is it? It's during the Sloan Conference, the Sloan Analytics Conference. Mm-hmm. The bars during the. That's those are the bars I'm talking okay. about. Yeah. All right. Is there still uh, a bar? Is there still like a martini bar atop Buzzard Billy's Grant? Yeah, Starlight Lounge. It's yeah. very swanky. Yeah. Yeah. That's the place. That's where these. we talk sports. It's only it's only stats that you need a dictionary to look up. Those are the only ones that are allowed up there. <laughs> I, I don't like talking sports at bars with people. I, I get very I get very tired out. Like if I have a friend I don't see in a while, they're like, Oh, what do you think of this Rogers thing? I'm like, dude, I don't. I don't, I don't want to do this. I'm sure you get a lot of that bar. You're out at every bar for every soccer game. Although maybe you love when people try to talk soccer with you because you don't get an outlet for that. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Uh, I like when people like, um, it, it's, it's really weird. The amount that I get recognized is always multiplied by like 50 when I'm with someone visiting or like mm. I went to Monday night raw the other night with my brothers and, as I walked in, boom, boom, boom. Really? I felt like a superstar. Yeah, if you're not with anyone when you get recognized, what's even the point? I agree. Yeah. I got recognized at Dairy Queen one time for a tweet on the south side of lacrosse with some college friends. It was the highlight of my – I think it was even before I had the show. The yeah, if I'm alone, show. I'm like, no, no, no. That's that's one of the other mm-hmm. uh, fat guys with a red beard and thinning hair that uh, apparently there's a million of us clones there are around the earth. Let me talk. Uh, I'll start with the Brewers. Paul, I know it's uh, your thing, but I'm going to start with the Brewers because mm-hmm. one of the voicemails I didn't get to from the other day was after uh, Spark I had called after the, I guess, the Ruiz trade, but really it's the Contreras trade. Uh, this was a trade that went down, and it seemed like there's got to be more to this story. Uh, I, I like the trade for the Brewers. I'm going to play the voicemail from Spark Guy and then uh, reiterate a take I had on Tuesday's show and uh, then, Paul, you can go from there. Here's Spark Eye on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl of ET.com. Mark, Spark Guy calling. It is uh, in the immediate aftermath. I have a Brewer's take. William Contreras trade. Um, you know, I think uh, I don't, I'm actually not going to go on the limb and say I have a strong opinion to trade. I think my opinion comes down to the reaction. And, you know, I angered a lot of people by saying, um, Bears and Packer fans are in the same boat. Cubs and Brewers fans are in the same boat. I think the same objective is, is should be had by both fan bases, and it's simply do something big. And I think the answer or the, the reaction that we've seen to the William Contreras trade in the last two to three hours is just unmitigated praise. I mean, over the top. I mean, um, your former colleague Sparky was on, on uh, Twitter, you know, extolling it's the greatest, you know, unbelievable, and, and implicitly defending the hater trade by saying, guys, we do realize we got Ruiz for hater, and that's how we were able to get Contreras. This trade's fine. I'm not going to even denigrate it, but Contreras has a lot of holes in his game, and this is by no means a slash move at all. 
it is treated as a splash move. And it's, again, indicative of the idea that it's always about the bargainer out here. It's, did you know we get five years of his control? Did you know that he, he hasn't paid that much? Like, why are, and I, as it comes from, why are both fan bases excelling? Get the good guy. Pay the money, get something big. And especially with the window that we're seeing, I think, I would just say I'd expect a little bit more of a uh, attitude than this just unmitigated excitement. Hater was traded away, cost him a playoff trip, and David Stearns has wilted away. Like, there's a lot of reasons to be upset for a little while, and a, and a halfway decent trade is a reason to come not only crawling back, but just screaming from the, the rooftops. They should spend now. They got aces. They got pitching. But they gave away Hater and having a poor, Contreras is poor defensive catcher. I think my last prediction that I'll have to call is, I think they're trading some of that pitching. I think Burns and, and Woody – uh, maybe out the door, which is why they'd be No, nah, he keeps saying that. That's not happening. Definitely, um, definitely not and, Woody. If there's both, no way. All right, so that's from Spark Guy. The voicemail line, 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. Thanks to our friends at Carl's Place. You can check out the video I did with Toby and look around at their golf simulators on my Twitter pinned at Winks Thinks. Uh, I just wanted to say, now, I don't know what your Brewer's question is. Is it Ruiz? I have a few, but that's definitely one of them. It's a good segue. Well, what the main thing I want to say about all this maybe I is, okay, and I brought this up the other day to Justin Garcia. Great. Um, I I think that I think that the trade is good. I mean, you look at the trade and you're like, what? what? That's all the Brewers gave up. Wilson Contreras is an All Star. I do agree with Spark Guy. Only in baseball are you like, oh, team control. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Bucks trade for a guy who's here for four years, you're not like team control. Like, well, oh, four years. I mean, you are to some degree, but not nearly to the extent. It's weird in baseball. Spark guy's right yeah. about that. He is right. What I had a voicemail from the other day, and then I saw like people and people say, "Oh, so essentially it's hater for Contreras and some pitching." No, 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 no. The hater trade happened. This trade happened. There's no connection to me. Well, yes, it's the guy. But no, 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 no. You cannot use this trade to justify that trade. They are in a hole and they are digging out of a hole. You do not, you would not be in the hole. So no, no, I'm absolutely saying no to that. Paul, what bullshit questions do you have? (laughs) All right. Might've just answered at least a portion of it. If the trade at the deadline had been... William Contreras and a left-handed pitching prospect who would become number 10 in your pipeline, which is what Robert Gosser is and right now and what he became at the time. I'm wondering, so you get Contreras, who would have stepped in immediately and played, as opposed to Ruiz, who, what, spent a week with the team in September. So I'm basically saying you got a starting catcher in July and a number 10 overall prospect, a left-handed pitcher, a 23-year-old Robert Gosser. The fan reaction, your reaction at the time, would have been much more positive. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Mm-mm. It would have been, well, at least we got a guy that can play. Why the fuck did you trade Josh Hader? Trading Josh Hader is such a blunder that Stearns had to reevaluate what he's doing. Perf- like completely his entire professional career. <laughs> yeah. yes. Council even feels the safety to say it was bad. I mean, you yeah. don't say as a manager and a general manager, you don't admit things are bad unless you can't 
not admit they were bad. Mm-hmm. They have to admit they were bad because yeah. it was bad. So, no, that hater trade was garbage, and this doesn't make up for it. This doesn't is make- a nice, like, way to try to get out of it. If I'm the Brewers, I trade Gosser and the other guy, too. Trade everybody that had any affiliation with that <laughs> trade, and let's move the hell on. Well, Get, get away from it. Well, no, no I, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't make up for it because now it's six months, five months after the fact of the trade had been made. But what the Brewers traded Hater for were essentially, well, Taylor Rogers, okay, fine. Suck. And then and then two prospects who obviously did not contribute much at all in a very small case with Ruiz in the 2022 season. But what the what what everyone thought and what Stearns apparently said he was trying to do was okay, that was one trade, but then I'm also, I, David Stearns, I'm also gonna trade for a bat. And then, oh, like this fell through and that fell through and ended up not coming together. But if you would have acquired a fresh off his first all-star appearance. You still make the team less contendable in 2022. Well, let me, let me just add, I, I'm not disagreeing yet, but let me just tell you, I saw these stats online. This is where William Contreras would have ranked offensively among Brewers players last year. Slugging first OPS first batting average first on base percentage second Okay, so the, the point but you're being, comparing that to Brewers players. That's like saying, hey, we're the station that talked the most about the Estuary Ruiz trade when it happened on Tuesday. Nobody was talking about it. I didn't tweet about it. Or, yeah, Monday. I didn't tweet about it, but one station's talking about Tom Brady's breakfast. Grant, please. Grant, Grant mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Grant, the- Grant's got a lot of head nodding going on, and I, I need some backup here. The reaction, so Grant, just to rephrase, so the, 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 the reaction at the time, the reaction at the time of the trade had the Brewers acquired what would have inevitably become their best offensive player. So it's July of 2022, the Brewers trade hater for a pitching prospect who's number 10 in your pipeline, plus the guy who would have come in and been, by all most measures of offensive baseball, your best offensive player who's playing a catch, who's playing the position of catcher, a tough position to usually find. The reaction by fans and by you, Grant, would have been much more positive. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because, reason number one, he was a catcher, and they already had three catchers, and we already hated all the three catchers they had. So well, maybe that's a good reason. To, maybe, but, but maybe you're adding a reason why you should, because the catchers you had were terrible. Yeah, but we were already pissed that we had three catchers and Severino was coming back and it didn't make sense. So you had another catcher. So I'm, I'm going to say, mm-mm, because that would have been an element. We would have been bitching about the catcher position. That's fair. I think that I think their team certainly would have been better with this trade in the middle of the season last year, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have been better enough. Like when Bart talks about the drafting of Jordan Love, he always says you need to win one to make up for the one you lost with Rodgers and then win one on top. Like the the <clears throat> like the payoff has to be extra great because you gave up so much in the present. And I feel the same way. Like it wasn't just enough to get slightly better trading Josh Hader. You needed to, to make a trade that was so great that like it made up for losing a franchise cornerstone. Cause I think that killed the team much more than just losing a high leverage reliever, although they couldn't close games either. So I will say, Mm-mm, and I'm with Bart and what he said before this and that I, I, I don't know that it's entirely fair to look at this as one trade, right? You can look at like, this is all part of the JJ Hardy tree. You can take yeah, all the way back to JJ Hardy and, and yeah. knowing the brewers, that tree is probably going to continue. Like I would imagine one of these three <laughs> players is going to be traded again and it's going to keep going. And it's easy to look back and think of it as one big trade, but in terms of wins and losses and trying to contend in the moment, you just can't look at it that way. Yeah. I, if, I think if there's enough here where if you were 
doing a structured debate or you're doing a debate show, I have enough where it's like, hey, Paul, you have to argue the counterpoint. You yeah. have to argue, go argue the point that that is it, it would have been received much better. I think there's enough there. The Brewers add a, a four hitter right in the middle of their lineup who's 24 years old at the time, five and a half years of control left at the time. There's like, there's a lot of good stuff there to argue for it. Mm-hmm. However, however, yeah, it, you still have to say, mm-mm. Uh, it still would not have been received warmly. You're a contending team, and you made your tr- you made your team worse. Well, you, in the you year made your, you were contending. You, you did make your bullpen worse, but again, you would have made your offense significantly better. And Bart, for as much as you want to, you know, say, well, you know, to be the Brewers' best offensive player, like what is that really worth considering the offense that they had? There are like 20 teams right now who would pay a lot of money, a lot of trade capital to go get Willie Adamas. So like it's not like it's like a totally bare cupboard. The Brewers got three prospects Adamus, for Renfro. Don't get me started on him. Well, well, I have an Adamas question, so why don't we pivot there if you if you guys have anything else to say on this topic? But then I'm I'm gonna go to Adamas in a moment here. All right. Well, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll be back with Paul Lemig and Grant Bills coming up on the Bart Winkler Show. And we're back. Can I hey, have one thing about Paul? Huh? No, I just say one thing before we move on to Willie Adamas. I want to one thing, but do your happy place hemp. You got to go off. Pay the bills. Go off, King. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. The deal is 25% off. The expiration date is never. If you've already used the code, use the code again. It will work. A lot of you guys have been getting orders from Happy Place Hemp. Get those gummies in the house. The CBD products, the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s, the THCOs, T standing for Tim Shea, who I saw at Monday Night Raw. And he took a really nice picture of me and my brothers. I was going to make him. The picture you posted on Twitter of you at Raw, the guy in front of you was just watching the NBA on his phone. (laughs) The guy in front of me the whole time was watching Monday Night Football and had uh, earbuds in. Yeah, he he was. I don't know why he was there, and he wasn't sitting by anyone, so it's not like he was with his kid. It was. It was. It was weird. (laughs) Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is Bart. They are located on College Court, which is off of College, which is in Muskego, which across the street is New Berlin. That's where Maddie's is. You know where Maddie's is. It's up across the street. Uh, they're open during the day, during the week. And otherwise, you can have them send you the products through the mail discreetly. Or they can put a big marijuana leaf on the front if you want. Whatever you prefer. Happyplacehemp.com. Great stocking stuffers. And great to stuff your face with some gummies. And I use the ones that help me sleep. Uh, those are big. Those are big time. And uh, they're purple, and they taste good, and I uh, I like them. HappyPlaceHemp.com. Grant Bills. Their website is very user-friendly. I have used it, and the discrete packaging is a big plus for me with that business as someone who lives Look in an apartment-crowded you know, building. Uh, the thing about David Stewart. Oh, yeah, an apartment. If you if it's – that's going to get swiped. That's what I'm saying. Discrete packaging is, is big. That's a big plus for me, so I appreciate that they do that. So, yeah, I, I've always thought discrete packaging, like – Oh, you don't want your neighbors to know. No, your neighbors, if they do know, they're taking it. That's what I would do. 
Um, small side note, I also look at my neighbor's packages. I don't know any of them. It's a very non-friendly building, but I do build a profile of who they are and what they do based on <laughs> what they get in the mail. Some guy gets golf shit like twice a week, like expensive golf stuff. I've looked it up. Um, but Tell that's about Carol's place. I, I should. I'll leave a note. That's neither here nor there. Paul said something about Stearns. And Brewers fans, we like to, like to skate over this. I don't want to skate over this. When Stearns says, well, the plan was to trade Hater and then to also get a bat, but the move for the bat fell through. That Okay, well, that can't happen, though. Like totally. we, we can't go, oh, shucks, there wasn't a deal for that. No, 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 no. Like, if, if you have this grand scheme, that mm-hmm. needs to happen. Other Like, we can't let you off the hook because there wasn't a deal that you didn't like. Like, that's that's a huge L. Totally. And I, I, I mean, I would, I don't like to know, I don't like to think that I'm more careful with my dynasty fantasy football team than David Stearns was with the Brewers. Yeah. So like, okay, I'm going to, if I can get at this trade where I get this first round pick and this running back for one of my guys, I don't want to do that until I know that this other guy is going to accept my deal for some of these other parts now. Cause I'm going to, so it, either both trades are happening or neither happen. That's how I run my dynasty fantasy football league for $75. Apparently that did not apply, you know, for a, a major league baseball team. So Paul didn't make the playoffs in that league, and I got a buy. I got a buy in that league. You did. Paul yep. did not make the playoffs. I took third last year, so I I'm I did okay. But I, I'm rebuilding, Grant. Um, I'm rebuilding. Uh, Sustaining success. You, you know what? Doing. More bites at the apple. You might say. I think All in right. dynasty leagues, my strategy is always try to win now. You never know uh, what just, these people are. Let's, let's just say that option did not present itself for me this year. It was win now. So, was, okay, got to pivot. Got to pivot. All right. Um, after seeing some of the shortstop deals, free agent contracts that went around in recent weeks, there's two years left on Willie Adamas' contract. And Bart, you're already such a big fan of Willie Adamas. After seeing some of these shortstop deals and the money tossed around, the Brewers should trade Willie Adamas now rather than spending a fortune on him or letting him walk for nothing in two years. Again, the Brewers should trade Willie Adamas now rather than, you know, paying him a fortune and an extension or just letting him walk in two years. Trade Willie Adamas now, Bart Winkler, mm-hmm, or mm-mm. So I'll preface, I don't have the connection with Willie Adamas that a lot of people seem to have. A lot of people seem to, I mean, this is their favorite guy. And I like him. I like him as a player. I like when he came in. When he came in, he... Gave that team a much-needed shot of energy. I, I think that this year, in clutch moments, or even in like, I, I just, I'm it's anecdotal now. But the games that I watch, and Willie's at the plate, he's striking out, and then I look, you know, at the end of the night, and he's got a home run. Well, when did that happen? Oh, they were down eight-one, or they were up eight-one, or, or whatever. So he still was racking up the stats, but he wasn't doing it at opportune times. There's got to be some bullshit baseball stat like. WCPH wins clutch plate hits. Yep. Something. That's a, that's a fan graphs one, but yep. So, I mean, I'm not, I, I always looked at Willie Adamas like he's going to be a guy that's good for a couple of years. And then, yeah, I would trade him. Mm-hmm. If, if the right deal presented itself, if, if Willie Adamas got traded, I would not like be mad. I'd, I'd, I'd move on. If Willie Adams would have got traded last year at the deadline, well, then I would have been pissed, I guess. But I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I'm not like. I just. I don't have the connection that a lot of people have. I don't know why. I don't have that. I think it's because if you're going to buy a Brewers jersey, who are you going to buy? You're not buying Yelich. You either already have it or he sucks. 
everybody else is getting traded. I guess you buy a pitcher's jersey, but for some reason, yeah. not a lot of people do that. So mm-hmm. you go with 27, and you, and you wear Willie Adamas. So he's like the de facto favorite player on this team. So I, I don't have I, that connection. I, I do want to add, so there's this Major League Baseball trade machine that I love to use online, and it assigns, like, takes all of the cumulative stats and their age and how many years are left on their contract, and it gives them a point value in, in, trade, in trade discussions. Again, obviously, it's unofficial. It's for fan use and whatever else. I mean, Willie Adamas is worth a lot of trade value points. Like, he's he's a commodity in a lot of these ways. But um, I know he's not your guy. But just, just so you know, he's worth a lot. Uh, Grant Bills, after seeing these shortstop free agent contracts, the Brewers should trade Willie Adamas now rather than extending him for a lot of money or just letting him walk in two years. Trade him now, Grant. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. So my first thought is, mm-mm. I realized this the other night on my show, on Monday night's show, when we were talking about the Asteria Ruiz trade, that for all of the reasons I love something with the Brewers, I also hate it. Like every good thing with the Brewers is also a bad thing at the same time. Like, like with Willie Adamas, I don't want to trade him because he's like their one good bat. Now they have Contreras, but like, if you don't have Willie Adamas, what do you have? But also if you only have Willie Adamas, what do you have? So like, it just depends on how you look at it. I would like my team to try to win with elite starting pitching. So I would prefer for them to add around Willie Adamas, but really now they have Contreras too, but they just don't have much other than Adamas. So is Adamas by himself worth keeping on the roster? He is if you're trying to win, but if that's all you have in Willie Adamas, maybe it is best to trade him. This is really what I'm struggling with with the Brewers is I believe one thing, but I also believe the exact opposite at the same time. And that's, I think, a product of, the Brewers just kind of sustaining success and, and staying in this. It's a good middle ground, but it is a middle ground where you could go up, you could go down. And I don't know if there's a really strong argument for either. And I think that applies to Willie Adamas. Well, let's, let's talk about the money. Xander Bogarts at age 30, I believe got 11 years and 280 million. Trey Turner got, did he get 300 million, 330? I'm trying to remember exactly, but 11 years and 300 million something. Carlos Correa, who, as we're talking right now, has not signed. Maybe by the time this goes live, he will. Same with Dansby Swanson. I think realistically, if we, and I always like to use this example, like if you woke up one day and you had a notification on your phone that says the Brewers have extended Willie Adamas. I'd be pissed. No, what, what, what would that, I mean, Barb, what would the number be? Like, what, if you, like, you know, you got to put a number on it. What would you expect it to be? Not what would you give him? The answer is nothing. You would trade him. What do you <laughs> think it would be? Five for... 140. Grant, what would your number be? Your, your your projection, your guess. I don't know. What, Trey Turner got 300, right, or 330, something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Numbers don't stick in my head very well, but it would have to be above 200. He's getting 200, right? He's good looking. That helps. Don't tell me it doesn't help. <laughs> he, he looks he looks the part. That helps. That, that adds more money. It, it would be a lot. You'd see it and you'd be like, great. We it have does help. Money. Ugly NFL coaches uh, get more criticism than good looking ones. Like Ben yeah. McAdoo sucked, but he's, a, you know, and Cliff Kingsbury, how is he still coaching? He went beard. He's going beard. He He's scrambling. Oh, I bought him three more years then. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think with two years left on Willie's contract, which, again, is not the same as what Correa, not the same as Swanson, not the same as Bogarts or Trey Turner, because you're, you're you know, you're hedging your bet, right? If you're two years left, you're like, well, what if I get really hurt? What if I become better than I am right now. Like, so you're hedging your bet. I think it would be at least six years and 175, at least 
So now, of course, once you, if you were to say seven years, then you're definitely over 200. Easy. Eight years, now you're... That's $29 million a year. That, so that's, that's the market for a top 10 shortstop. So if we're that's paying just, anyone that money, it needs to be Burns and or Woody. So, so herein lies the question. He will get $25 million. Forget the number of years. He'll get at least 25 a year. Not from the Brewers. Right. Okay. So... Trade him. All right. All right. I'm sure. I, I could be down with it. Yeah. After we talked about this for a couple minutes, I could be down. But I also think like the shortstop market, did the Padres, Paul, you probably answer this way better than than I could. I don't know about Bar. Maybe. Did the Padres just have a pile of money that they were intent on spending this offseason? Because it seemed like once once they struck out on one guy, they're moving to moving to that like they that money was getting spent. Oh, they're they're the live golf of baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tried to give Aaron Judge $400 million. Bogart had no like, intention to leave, and then the Padres just forced them to with their money. Well, and the fascinating thing that I saw, and I do want to talk about this Ken Rosenthal article that he posted on The Athletic about, hey, stop being mad at like the Mets ownership. Start saying thank you. Why can't we have more owners like this? Stop like, ch- you know, championing the cheap owners start praising the guys who just are like, sure. $300 million payroll. Let's go. Like, and I'm totally with that. That's a great point by Ken. I'm glad that he's socializing that with his audience. Um, because yeah, like that should be the thing that's expected. Not like the outlier that you're pissed at. Cause he's overspending. Well, the so, fun- no, I, yeah, go ahead. No, well, the, the flaw in all of this is I'm saying we can't afford that. We need to save that money for this guy. And that's, that's, I think where I've come to realize that, I have a lot of anger at the Brewers for being cheap, but also they can't, they can't play. I mean, this, they're, they're, they're in a different league than these other teams. We don't have $400 million to just throw around. Well, and that's where I know what you're saying, but we don't have is relative. So it's like, Oh, well, did they overspend for this free agent? Who cares? There's no salary cap. There's no dead cap. Okay, there's deferrals. Do you know who deferrals hurts? The owner and nobody else. Like, it's not like, oh, well, there's dead cap. Like, if the Packers with Rodgers, oh, but there's 50 million of dead cap. Or it's like, we can go to the Chris Middleton trade conversation. And it's like, oh, yeah, but then they're going to have to pay him 55 million when he's 36. Like, none, like if, if you're a base, when that's going to really hurt their cap situation in the future, you could just, if you're an owner and you're just like, you know what, I want to spend 300 million. Oh, yeah, but what about the collective bargaining tax? Who cares? Not, like, well, if you're this, a, the, 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 the owners that are willing to do that and the market sizes that they uh, encompass this, this off season is really like draining me as a baseball fan. Like the, really? the Ruiz like, trade. I, no, the Ruiz trade for Contreras, you know, any other time would have made me giddy and excited. And, and then I just remember like, that's the kind of shit we have to do because we can't do the other stuff. Okay. It's well, here, piddly, let me, it's piddly shit. It's piddly yeah. shit. Contreras yeah. would be hitting like seventh on the Phillies. It's great. I like the trade and I think it's a win and it's a well, it's a hand well played, but it's, it's piddly shit compared to what we've been watching for three weeks. So the, yeah. so San Diego as a market, you know, Grant, you taught, you asked about the Padres. San Diego as a market is the blank biggest media market in the, in major league baseball. Where would you guess? Somewhere it's got to be somewhere in the middle. Like it's not that high, right? Bart, what's your guess on San Diego in terms of media market size among Major League Baseball teams? I bet it's, it's bottom third. Yeah, it's twenty seventh. Yeah, I'm a good guesser. Good guesser, or you or you looked it up, or you saw it. But um, San Diego, the, the point, what else is there to do there, sports wise? 
now there's they're seals the on team. the seals on the rocks you know like the, the seals but like to wash up they're on the, the only team they're gonna get all the advertising dollars mm-hmm. they're gonna get all the and so they don't have a team. willing to spend there's an owner you could have an owner that's willing to spend and come here and own the team but that's not going to happen because this team's going to be under ad blood for until i got i can we i'm done with Bart, mm-hmm, or mm-mm, Atanasio sells to your boy Elon, and Elon brings a $300 million payroll, mm-hmm, or mm-mm, that you would want that as a Brewers fan. <laughs> this, Elon is such a disaster as the guy who runs Twitter. He this keeps was unplanned. He's killing bots when I'm getting more bots than ever. As we were talking, I got another chick who's, like, gaming in her T-shirt, white, and it's soaked, asking if I want to play. You would think that I like that, but I hate notifications. Um, and the worst part about it is these Elon Musk fanboys, people that wake up and say, I'm going to defend everything Elon Musk does. Look what he's doing to the system. Just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're smart. We got to stop as a society worshiping billionaires. We worship billionaires because we all think we can be one. If you work your ass off and invest well, at most you're going to be a low-level millionaire. You will never be a billionaire. The Americans' lack of conception from figuring out the difference between billion and million is a f- fatal flaw in this country. Billion is a hundred. It's a billion is a thousand million. It's not 10 million. It's a B. You guys are so fucking stupid. <laughs> Speak for yourself. My dad owned an emerald mine. I'm going to get there one day. One day. One day. And I read Dave Ramsey. He says, Grant, I'll give you the inheritance, but you got to have a real job for those 50 years. And you're like, well, I'm just going to work at a fucking sports station. (laughs) So he's disappointed. It's step one of the the plan, though. Step one. One of the baby steps. Step one, work in sports radio. Step two, billionaire. I'm just getting tired of Elon doing all these victory laps when he's not doing it. What is he doing? He exposed that Twitter was like, hey, we shouldn't show this guy's dick. Moving on. Sorry that I, well, maybe I'm not sorry. Maybe that was good content. Uh, you know, he was an Iron was Man too. Elon really? was? He's at one of the parties that Tony Stark had. Hmm. Suppose they run in the same circles. That that tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Stark. Oh, Tony yeah. Stark. Tony Stark. Tony Stark would have bought Twitter. Oh yeah, and it would have been shitty. <laughs> all the like all the Avengers movies that are still around, it's all because Tony Stark built all these war machines. Anyway, oh god, I love Avengers. I'm gonna have Seth Everett on, and we're gonna talk Avengers. <laughs> Your guy. All right. I Well, there's some other like evergreen brewers ones that should wait. I feel like we had a good brewers conversation. Do you want to do lightning round NFL next or Bucks? I get, I mean, I get lightning's my favorite weather. So let's do that. All right. Lightning round NFL. So there's going to be one, two, three, four, five. I love five five uh, NFL questions that you, you can go long form if you want, but otherwise you can keep it short and tight. All right. Brock Purdy is good enough to take a very good all-around 49ers team to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy is good enough to get the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm or mm-mm? Uh, mm-mm. Not good enough. Well, I like Dallas to get there. I like the Eagles better. 
Purdy. Well, I think it would be to say is would Purdy be the reason that they're not good enough? Well, you can take the question wherever you want. So you're just saying San Francisco won't make it regardless. No, but this, I mean, this, whose stock this hurts is Jimmy Garoppolo. Cause you're like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good. And then some other guy just steps in and does the same stuff, if not better. Mm-hmm. And then Niners fans are like, oh, do we, do we trade Trey Lance? No, Trey Lance is your guy. Yeah. Brock Purdy is not the next Steve Young. I say no. Mm-mm. Grant, mm-hmm or mm, Brock Purdy good enough to get the Niners to the Super Bowl? So I'll say mm-hmm as part of a bigger point. If the playoffs started right now, the quarterbacks in the NFC are Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, old Tom Brady division, Dak, Heineke, and Jones. And I think Taylor Heineke and Daniel Jones could maybe fall out. But if they fell out, they would be replaced. The next quarterbacks up are Jared Goff, Sam Darnold, and Geno Smith. So Brock Purdy I don't think is that good. But who's the elite quarterback in the NFC right now? Which is also like a huge indictment on the Packers and what a wasted year this is because they actually have an elite quarterback, but that's a separate thing. I'll say, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's mm-hmm also, Bart. Um, oh. I think San Francisco could be extreme. Like, if they had, if, you know, this is how roster construction works. You only This isn't baseball. You only have so much cap and so many draft assets and so much capital that you can fill out your team. If Trey Lentz was healthy, like maybe it's a different story. If he had progressed the way that like a Justin Fields maybe progressed or whatever else. But yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to – Bart, I think it was after week two or week three of the Packers season where I asked you and Toby, and Sammy Watkins had just had a really good game in like week two. or Believe it or not, Sammy Watkins had a really? good game. To the, I know, right? To the point Are you playing Madden? Was, when did that happen? No, this is real. Um, to, the, to the point where the question was, at the end of the season, we're going to look back and we're going to say that Sammy Watkins was the Packers' best wide receiver this season. Mm-hmm or mm-hmm. And – I think we kind of put like, I think we all went, Mm-mm, but it wasn't like, what a dumb question. I think Toby wisely said Christian Watson, if I recall correctly, shout out to Toby. Bart, I think he went with probably what the odds on favorite was with was Lazard. But anyway, so you don't want to overreact to one game of Brock. Was this Kirby. after he was three for 93? That's a good, I mean, yeah, that's, has he done, has that's he had three for best game by four? Was that the Bears game? Yeah. Has he had has he had nine for ninety three or three for ninety three like cumulatively since then? Literally, does he have uh, ninety three yards since then? No, he doesn't. No, but, since the ninety three yard game, he has thirty six three nine forty eight uh, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. But he's had two huge blocks the last two weeks that have sprung mm. massive touchdowns, and I just I don't think you can put a number or a value on that. So then, yes, Grant, mm-hmm, Sammy Watkins will be looked at as the Packers' best wide receiver from the 2020 season. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll forget he was ever on this team. It, it, he'll yeah. be less memorable than Martellus Bennett. By leagues, by leagues, he'll be less memorable. So, yeah, we're going to go two in the favor of Brock Purdy's good enough to get the Niners there and one against, one opposed. Okay, number two, if the Lions make the playoffs, you would root for them against any potential first-round opponent. Mm-hmm or mm-mm that you would root for the Lions against any first-round opponent. Bart, mm-hmm or mm-mm, Bart. No. Really? You're not a Lions guy? Well, I don't what, hate What's him, this reaction? I'm not – no. I don't want the any Packers are more it, teams that right? do good. Really? Not even the, the Lions? This is the Big Ten? Dan Plucker has not seen a Lions playoff game in his life. Yeah, keep it that way. Really? Are you that like division centric where you you can't do it? 
I'd root for them over Minnesota. No, th- nobody. What? Uh, maybe Tampa. I'd root for them over Tampa. Come on, you would definitely for Tampa. What about Washington? You'd go Washington just because of Toby? Well, if you're asking me, do I like Toby better than Dan? I, I guess I do. <laughs> Dan got his Barry Sanders jersey. He's fine, right? Dan also got married, didn't he? He's got enough good stuff going on in this. Yeah, Dan's married. He's got a nice job. He's got a Barry Sanders jersey. A signed Hall of Fame Barry Sanders jersey. I saw online. Okay, so you're not – okay, I've totally bought in the Lions. Uh, Grant, I don't know if the Lions make – I thought I didn't think this was such an unreasonable question. If the Lions make the playoffs, you would root for them against any potential first-round opponent? I'll say mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go go a step further, and I talked about this on my show on Monday. I almost – I want the Lions to make the playoffs so bad, but I know that if they do, it's at the expense of the Packers – and as a Packers owner, I can't have that. But as a fan of the league, I kind of want it because I would almost rather see a red-hot Detroit Lions team with a high-flying offense and fun players. I would almost rather have that than the Packers. Again, the owner Ooh. and the fan in me won't have it, but the fan of the league as a, as a whole in the aggregate, I, I that seems preferable. I'd rather take that. I have an, oh, yeah, I have a, I have an amendment. Amend, okay. amend, an amend, I have another thing to say. An addendum. <laughs> If the Lions won a Super Bowl before the Vikings did, that would be hilarious. Good take. W. Yes. That would be that would be good. I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. The fighting DCs. Yeah. No, so I'm totally with Grant on this. I don't think it comes at the expense of the Packers because the Packers came at the expense of the Packers. And then so, Jared Goff no, no, I just second mean, Super Bowl when Rodgers has still only been to one. Yeah. That's true. That would be amazing. I just mean from like a spot. There's only only so many spots to get. Sure. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't who eliminates who at some point in the season. That's secondary. But there's only so many spots. And I and I, I only ask this question because it's given the inevitable that the Packers don't make the playoffs. So given that, as a result of that, then it kind of opens up like, okay, so who do I root for? Like, who's my team in this? And yes, yes I enjoyed. The Lions on Hard Knocks, that's usually true. I don't know if you know this, the coaches of each team get the final cut of every Hard Knocks episode. So, like, yeah, it made them look favorable. Okay, well, it should. He Dan Campbell got the final cut. Having said that, like, there was this video, and I, Bart, I think I sent it to you. Maybe you just saw it anyway, but of Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn in the locker room after Sunday's win against Minnesota. And I'm just like – I didn't watch it. it was, you sent me a video that was two and a half minutes. I was like, Paul, I know I'm unemployed, but I'm not made of time. Well, okay. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great video. Um, and I just was like, yeah, man, go Lions. This is this is great. Go Lions. So I'm definitely rooting for Detroit if they get in. Please get in the playoffs, the fighting Dan Campbells. Okay. Uh, once again, Bart, well, I was going to say it's two to one again, but Bart, you changed your mind. So clean sweep, go Lions? No, I, I only, only, no, I'm still not rooting for them. Restore the roar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that is that their tag? That's pretty good. Eric Eager's been tweeting that for like two years now, but okay. I, people are coming around. Now they're, you know, the, the roar was not restored up until recently. Now it's restored. Yeah. All right. So you're the GM of an expansion NFL team. And you get to select one of the following QBs as your first overall pick without knowing what the rest of your roster looks like. You get to choose between one of these five. Lamar Jackson, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler Murray, and Justin Fields. You, expansion GM of this new NFL team. It's Lamar, it's Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler, Justin Fields would select Trevor Lawrence, Bart, mm-hmm or mm-mm. 
I think I would. Yeah. Wow. I knew it was between one of two for you. I knew that. Him and Fields? Yeah, that's what I assumed for you was your top two. Well, Lamar, I mean, I think the average person would say Lamar. He's a former NFL MVP. But I worry about – I just – I'm really into Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's his hair. It's, it's, he's really good. He was the number one overall pick, and nobody paid attention to him last year because of the mess He would have been the number – I think Trevor Lawrence. I'm trying to think when you look at, like, those pre-draft grades – Trevor Lawrence would have been the number one overall pick in, I think, like just about any draft of the past five years. I was watching a game and they were like, uh, it was a game last week. I don't know which one it was, but they're like, we're almost at the point now where you can't just have a quarterback that isn't mobile. We're almost at that point. We're at that point. No, we're, we're, we're at that point. And so then I'm thinking, well, all these other guys can run a little bit. And Justin Fields is the best at it right now. But mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence can run. And the, mm-hmm. the the mobility that Trevor has, the gap between that and, like, Justin Fields still has a way to go as a passer. Lawrence is already there. Uh, I'm not taking – who would you say? Kyler Murray? Kyler, Lamar, Tua. Kyler Murray. I knock, She should have played baseball. And then he He's, would have been in this trade. And we would have been talking about how, oh, is the Josh Hader trade good because the Brewers got Kyler Murray? You know what? He was, is, in Oakland A, so he could have been in the deal. I Holy know. Balls. Hey, what if the Brewers, as part of this, said, hey, we, we we love this deal. We want it to go through, but we need the rights to Kyler. That'd be sweet. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, more teams should do that. And then I think that – who was the other one? I, I went – I mean, I just – I picked – I was trying to, like, guys, like, in about the same tier. Like, young guys in about the same tier. Lamar, Tua, Trevor, Kyler. Oh, Tua. Tua. Yeah, I like Tua. I'm taking Trevor, yeah. Yep, Trevor. Wow. At Wisco Grant – Expansion team NFL GM Wisco Grand. You get to select one of those QBs as your first overall pick. Lamar, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Kyler, Justin Fields. You would take Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I don't like that or- I took the one white guy. That kind of bothers me, but that's the guy I would take. I'm what am I supposed to say? Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to say. And I will say the same thing. I don't know if I would have said that as confidently five weeks ago. But ever since week nine or 10, he's just been dialed in. And I think we've seen the high end from Lawrence. Like the, the baseline earlier this year, we're like, well, what if he's just like Stafford, like a number one overall pick who's very solid with flashes of great and stretches of great, but never, you know, Andrew Luck or anyone like that. But I would take Lawrence and then field second. I'd, I'd rather play the lottery, honestly, than have Kyler be my franchise quarter. Like I'd rather go back into the draft and try for somebody else. All right. Let me just add some names into that pool. And you tell me if one of those names you would take over Trevor Lawrence. Burrow, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Bart, yes. Mm-hmm. Over Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. He's thinking. Burrow, yeah. No, I got yeah. a I got a tweet. Apparently on the other day I said that the Brewers traded Pena. Uh I did for a second think that Pena was part of the Brewers. Um, I thought I edited <laughs> that out because people are crazy. Sorry, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot that we sorry I forgot. Jesus. You were testing your listeners. All right, yeah. so so not Burrow. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Burrow over Lawrence. Herbert. Herbert. Trevor Herbert, Lawrence or Herbert? Herbert over Lawrence. Yep, agree. Um, Jalen Hurts, obviously, over Trevor. Or is it not obvious? Obviously. I think Jalen Trevor Hurts. Lawrence. Grant? Grant, as he, as he takes deep breaths and thinks about it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
Trevor over Hurts. We're such prisoners of the moment. I really like Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is elite because he's a second round pick. He's cheap. They built this great team around him. That's nothing against Jalen Hurts. I just, I don't know. I feel like we're in a great chapter of the Jalen Hurts book right now, but who's to say we get, you know, to another portion of the book? I, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence is just, I, I can believe in him being him. I don't know what the ride is going to look like with Jalen Hurts year to year. It's a great year right now. I love it. But And then I would just say like Trey Lance, but we don't know enough. So it would obviously be Mm-mm. Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, cool. Good, good discussion. Um, I got one. Let me do one more NFL one here. Among the teams currently slated to make the playoffs. So again, exclude the Lions. They're not currently slated to make the playoffs. The Super Bowl matchup you're most interested in as an NFL fan. So put on your Rob Lowe hat, your NFL hat, your generic NFL hat. The Super Bowl matchup among teams currently slated to make the playoffs that you're most interested in as a fan is Bills-Eagles. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Bills-Eagles. They're the, they're, so I, I just chose it arbitrarily because they're both the number one seeds currently. If playoffs started today, one seed versus one seed, Bills-Eagles. I want Bills-Cowboys. Thank I, almost, I almost went there before yeah. I went with just the ones versus the ones. I went chalk. This is, you know, so I I think I remember some of the Giants, Bills. But Bills, what, Cowboys, like- um, I would have been seven and eight when those Super Bowls were going on. And I did in my uh, – I hated the Cowboys then. And I, on a piece of loose leaf, wrote a sign. I had a sign in my own living room where I said, Bills number one, Cowboys number 28, as there were 28 <laughs> teams at the time in the league. And I would hold it up like during the, I was like so proud of this sign. Uh, and, you know, I've had these pro set trading cards and I have all these Bills Super Bowl and the fact that they haven't won. They, how do you, I mean, what would it be like here if Rodgers went to four Super Bowls and lost all four Super Bowls? But I, yeah, Bills, Cowboys, I like, I like, you know, in the Super Bowl, I like these old-timey matchups redone again. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, mm-mm, and I want to piggyback. I, I want to I leapfrog diving board off of what Bart said. I want Bill's Cowboys, and I would have said that before Bart beat me to the punch, and I want it to come by way of Mahomes-Josh Allen in the AFC Championship game with a great game. And in the NFC, I want to arrive at the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl by way of Niners Cowboys in a classic of an NFC championship game. And I want ESPN to let Buck and Aikman call that game. Ooh. That's the dream. That's as good as it could be. Yeah. Niners Cowboys. I think the problem with like Bart, I know how I, I think I know how you would answer where it's like, do you want the Vikings to make the NFC championship game? Just so the, that pill is extra sal- Like, you know, of like lose, like, like, like they lose at the last second to go to the Super Bowl. But with the, with the stress of being a Packers fan, watching the Vikings be that close, not be fun to watch. So you're like, you know, just get the Vikings out of here. Grant, you were pondering. What's I want them it? snuffed out as quickly as possible. I, <laughs> I think that's Yeah, because then there's the right chance out. that they win. Right, that's that's right. So it is the, is the pain, the exorbitant pain of it being like a last-second Vikings loss to not make the Super Bowl worse? Because well, then the farther that they, they go, go the more I stress. Right, I just that's want what I know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's, I would love them to lose to the Lions in weekend number one. Oh, that'd be tremendous. Yes. You know, all these teams that get in, like the Dallas Cowboys, all right, we hated them for a long time. And the Eagles, we hated them for a long time. And the Seahawks hated them for a long time. And the Niners, you know, 
but none of them really did anything to the Packers to knock us out this year. I never want to, I never want that to happen. And then I just always hate the Vikings. So I want to enjoy the playoffs for as much as I can. And every game that I'm watching where the Vikings are playing, I have stakes in it. I need them to lose. Couldn't the Lions, I don't need them to lose. I'm not going to like root against them. I'm probably not going to root for them like we talked about, but I want to watch these games that the Packers aren't in. I want to watch them where I can enjoy the spectacle and the back and forth and not have to have a rooting interest. So get, get mm-hmm. those, get those frauds out of here ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with ASAP you guys. I, mm-hmm. For the sake of the question, like I said, I went chalk one versus one. Yeah. Cowboys versus bills would be historically great. I think it'd be a really fun matchup. Presumably not like a 10 to three type of super bowl. It'd be fun. All right. I think given uh, this is my last one and we're going to go bucks. And I think I'd be remiss not to do a bucks question considering what I heard Grant say on the show last week about the Middleton conversation, the fire starting and all of that. But after that podcast aired and after, uh, or dropped, I think you have to say dropped. We, we dropped it. I dropped these. You, at dropped, you didn't air anything. You didn't release anything. You dropped that podcast. I dropped it. I had this question after that. And then Chris Middleton exited a game with an injury and out came like the sea. He's getting old. And this is, this is why you got to get out now. But I had this question drafted even before that. There was a who was it? Shams the other day had a report. There's a there's a three way trade still being discussed, and it involves the Bucks giving up four first round, four second round picks. Excuse me, four second round picks and like some junk in a three way deal that ultimately gets them Jay Crowder, Bart's favorite non Bucks player, Jay Crowder. But all of that aside, whether it's that specific report or anything else, Bart, it was either you or one of your listeners during one of a post game. StreamYard things that convinced me of the following topic. I don't want to hear about any trades. The Bucks roster is good. Don't fiddle with it. Leave it alone. If you just leave it alone, you're going to the you're going to the the championship. If you leave it alone, you might win it all. Like just don't tinker. Don't mess with chemistry. Leave it alone. No Bucks trades. Don't want to hear about second round picks. I don't want you to upgrade around the fringes with a Jay Crowder to be your new 10th man. None of it. Leave it alone. No Bucks trades. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. No Bucks trades. Bart. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't need a trade. We're we're good. We're the best team in the league. Well, the Celtics. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> we're best team. I, I what are we trading? We're trading Grayson Allen for Jay Crowder. No, no. Like, like I said, like the, the report did not mention. Oh, I want to trade George Hill. Okay, I mean George Hill probably plays a few more minutes than he needs to. I'd rather see more Bochamp. I'd rather see more Mamu. I'd rather see more Wara. I want I want to see these guys play. That's my gripe with the roster. I and, and if a trade happens, a trade happens. But I just think that there's better energy of your time than to speculate on rumors. And maybe you know maybe you're a rumors guy. Maybe you're always doing that. You just like it. But with this Bucks team, I just I don't see a point because you're not trading and you're not we're not trading Middleton. We're not trading Giannis. We're not trading Drew. We're not trading Brooke. We're not trading Bobby. We're not trading Pat. We're not trading all these guys that are the top of the roster. So if we're just going to move the fringes around, I mean, yeah. in fantasy, sometimes you tinker. Oh, you can have my third running back for your third wide receiver, but I don't want to see how the meat is made there. If you make a trade, you make a trade. I'm not doing rumor thing. I like this team. Grant, leave the bucks alone. No trades. I don't want to see any trades. Mm-hmm or mm-mm at Wisco Grant. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the Bucks make a trade just to make a trade. And that's what this Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder business 
feels like to me. We don't need to do this trade. I do, and I have started to come around in the idea that Jay Crowder could help a little because I watch Drew every night, like defending Luca, defending LeBron. It's like mm, maybe I maybe I would love just another just pile of meat out there to get in the way and defend for the regular season. That that could be Jay Crowder, but yeah. I, but I don't want. Every Bucks fan just wants to trade Grayson for some damn reason. Grayson's fine. There's 14 guys on an NBA roster. They can't all be all-stars. They won't all be all-stars, and they shouldn't all be all-stars. So I am saying, mm-mm, no trade, unless you can just get a P.J. Tucker type towards the end of the year, or even, you know, to eat defensive minutes in the regular season. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a trade to make a trade, and I don't want that. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's all you can really do without really shaking it up, which I don't think, you know, and again, I know I proposed the idea. Here's what it, here's the reasons you could argue for a Chris Middleton trade, that you don't want to pay 36-year-old Chris Middleton $58 million. Like, you know, like, like I said earlier, there's enough there where if you were to structure a debate, like, you can easily argue that side. It, there's a lot, there's, it's not illogical. Jay Crowder, like, I do actually like the idea that he's just a rock-solid wall of muscle that could maybe defend some guys and take some of those, you know, some of those post-up defensive plays away from Drew Holiday and and not have him wear down. If the cost is some version of George Hill and a bunch of second-round picks, did you really give anything up? No. You know, but it it, it feels very, like, Miritich-y. You know, whereas like, well, you can give up like, did they give up four second round picks for Miritich? I think that's what it was. Four second round. That's picks. what we do. We gave up a bunch of picks for Drew, which was great. No, for Drew, a bunch of like valuable first round picks, but the Miritich thing was, I think, four second rounders. That's the it, it does to seem trade to make a trade. It does. Yeah, yeah, trade to make a trade. So yeah, I'm gonna say, mm-mm. well, when I said, I don't want to see the Bucks make a trade. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. I'm gonna say, mm-mm. I wouldn't mind something like this you love you but, live for trades but why but why has this like this is jay crowder who's literally an inactive member of the phoenix suns why this has been toyed with for a month and a half i don't like what is holding this up this shouldn't be this complicated for a jay crowder trade i don't know so it makes me think that though the bucks according to all of the national nba reporters are attached to and trying to get jay crowder like then why, like, what's the holdup? Is it really that the Houston Rockets need a little bit more for Eric Gordon as the third team? Uh, whatever the case would be. Anyway. Um, Eric Gordon looks a little out of shape. He's all, But he's always kind of been Thick. stocky. Yeah. Thick boy. It's the same with Miles Turner. Miles Turner's been available for two years. There's a lot of guys in the NBA that are just perpetually available. I don't know mm. why Jay Crowder won't play for the Suns. That's a good team. That's a red flag to me. Why does he not want to play for Phoenix? Maybe it's because the owner is a dirtbag and DeAndre Ayton is soft and Chris Paul's a dick. Maybe. Okay, but I, I want that spelled out for me because it's a red flag that he won't play. I like guys who play. But I saw your – I heard, I watched your conversation with Justin Garcia on Monday, Monday's podcast about how many years you'd give up of your existence so that Chris Paul didn't ever have a title, which was a funny concept. Uh, and then I remember watching the video from over the weekend with Jose Alvarado. Do you know the video I'm talking about where Chris Paul and the whole, yeah. Yeah. The elbow and him in the neck. Are there really Chris Paul fans? Like that's still, are there NBA fans or there who are not related to Chris Paul or are not LeBron James who. Like I said, there's people, there's people that eat their Elon Musk Cheerios every morning and go on Twitter and defend this guy. Of course there's Chris Paul fans, but who are they? Rosillo. That's it. 
It was him. Still though, like he's still not off. Like, yeah, he's got, he's got to abandon that take. You got to know, abandon, but you know, start to hedge for Christ. You got to you got to hedge the Chris. Paul. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't. I don't know why you'd want Chris Paul to have success. He's an extremely unlikable player. I love, I love those players. It's like I don't know why you'd want to see that player have any success. Like I, I agree, I'm the same way with most. Actually, most of my sports watching is cheering against specific people rather than for certain people. That's mostly my sports watching. Like this reminds me of the co-star of the upcoming show at the Paps Theater Group, Chuck Freeman, who's teaming with Bart Winkler for a show at either the Riverside or the Paps, or I think venue TBD, but probably one of the Paps Theater Group. Probably just venue. Estabrook Garden outside in the park. Okay, or there. Um, we're- we don't have speakers, we'll just have to shout. In the lot of the Piggly Wiggly, just set up some risers. Hey! For twenty yeah. bucks a pop, I'll, let's do it. The Piggly Wiggly oh, parking lot, totally fine. I got but really Chuck- good advice. Uh, I did get a good advice on that. Someone said, "Hey, if you're really going to charge twenty, charge twenty-five. Because if people are going to pay twenty, they'll pay twenty-five. I would pay twenty-eight. Wow, but that's maybe. Well, like you'd be on the show, Paul. Come on, <laughs> I'll still pay just to just to support the cause. You're but charging Chuck- cast members. <laughs> you got to get up the attendance figure somehow. WrestleMania does it every year. They're like, and 106,000 people is like really like 82. They just put, who's going to, who's going to fact check? So anyway, Chuck tweets about two things. Taco Bell having crappy tacos oh. and his hate for Joel Embiid. Like, I think most of Chuck's like NBA viewing is so he can just dump on Joel Embiid, which is kind of how I feel about Chris Paul. Um, so yeah, so yeah, no, no titles for Chris Paul. Uh, not sure how we found ourselves there, but those are my prepared remarks. Well, thank you. I appreciate your guys' time. Of course. Hey, Paul, uh, do, you, do you want to really quickly, do you want to start a band? You're a musician, right? You've been in bands before, big time. I, I, I can't find anyone in lacrosse. I, I, I got nothing over here. If you're comfortable commuting to like the Ozaki County area and you don't expect me to be able to actually play an instrument, but just saying, I am very game. Well, you guys can do what Postal Service did 20 years ago, where Ben Gibbard from Death Cab would lay down the vocals, and then he would, in the mail, send his tapes. This is why they were called Postal Service. He would send his tapes to the other person, and then she would, you know, do the rest, and he would do the rest, and then they would mail it back, and, you know, before the internet. Bart, did you see the Death Cab for Cutie tour announcement? Yeah, 20-year anniversary. Mm. Those are your guys. Postal so, service so, and transatlanticism, which sure. was a very formative year in my life. And uh, I don't think I will be going to that. That was never my any raw emotion. Sure. That was never my musical genre of choice. Okay, so Grand, you know those videos where the it's new like, Death Cab album is fantastic. Okay. Uh, Grand, you know those, those videos where it's like, you would like my band if you like this. Mm-hmm. So w- what would your band sound like? How would you recruit Whoa. fans? Like, because we sound kind of like if you like this, then you would like us. One of one of the few times we've ever interacted on Twitter. By the way, I was I woke up to a follow from you last week after coming out on the show. I couldn't believe I, I see your tweets all the time. It must just be Bart retweeting you. So I finally joined officially. Yeah, you and Pete Bukowski. He interacts with me all the time, but God forbid he should throw me a follow. I um the one of our very few interactions on Twitter was arguing about '90s albums, and I threw well early 2000s maybe, and I threw room for squares out there, and you did not like that, and I. Wait, what, what was it? What was the band? Or uh, the album "Room for Squares" by uh, one John Mayer, and I oh, yeah. and we ended up going back and forth about it. And I just I, I don't know. 
90s music gets Mayer lost. does secretly have some tunes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It's, not, but you know what? It's kind of like, though, it's, it reminds it, John Mayer is very like Nickelback ish, where it's more fun to dump on John Mayer than it is to appreciate the fact that there's actually some good tunes. I was Nickelback at a watch party sucks. For, hey, I was at a watch party for France, England on French Island this weekend, which is hilarious. Not really, but I thought it was hilarious. And they played the song on the speaker. I was not in charge of the music. I didn't know who was, but they played the song This Afternoon by Nickelback. And speaking of formative years, it did take me back to middle school, and my buddy always played the Dark Horse album. It's not as bad as we think. No, not, the problem is for Nickelback, I know every Nickelback song, and I know all the words. That's oh, okay. yeah. They're like, so you confuse that with liking it. You don't like it. You're familiar with it. It helps, to, like, be, it helps to be drinking. If there was a Nickelback Creed world tour, I'd be there. You know, like just the two most hated bands in the history of popular rock music. Just toss them together. Put them in the middle. You know what? Put them in the middle of Lambeau Field and let's just go. Oh, that place would sell out in five minutes. Let's go. Paul, to uh, answer your question, what I would personally love to do is start a Grateful Dead cover band and then mix in other songs and make them Grateful Dead-ish. That would be the dream. Uh, and I just, I don't know if that, you seem like too good of a singer for that. Unfortunately, you don't, you don't strike me as a grateful dead type of guy. I dabble. That's why I love Justin. That's why J you had Justin on this week. I woke up. That was the best day of my life. Bart is when I saw you had Justin on. I have, I have Justin on just to talk about grateful dead related things. Sometimes he's our, he's our, on my show, he is our jam band correspondent. That's his secondary title after Bucks radio network. So what do you think? Which, which, what group or band? If Lambeau Field announced they were coming, would sell Ooh. out the fastest. Are we going country? Are we yes. going like like a like a Garth? Garth? Like a, are we yeah. going rock? Like a like a Nickelback? Are we going like a like a Kid Rock kind of situation? Or or do you think Charlie Barons could pedal sixty thousand seats in an afternoon? <laughs> The blue collar comedy tour, if they came back, could probably do a pretty good night at Lambeau. Oh, yeah. I saw Larry the Cable Guy at the Lacrosse Center once. And at the Rice Lake Golf Outing. He's there every year. I'd say Garth Brooks, probably. Well, was it three? Like, we're talking the quickest sellout. The quickest sellout. Because you got to remember, it's Lambeau Field. You can't say, oh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, people would be like, I don't even like the Beatles, man. Yeah, but like Paul McCartney was there three years ago, and... In 2019, I remember, and because I looked at tickets the day before, and you could have gotten like fifth or sixth row. So yeah, that might be. No, you ain't getting fifth or sixth row of Godsmack's playing Lambo. <laughs> the day of, I saw McCartney at Miller Park. That was. I you know it really resonates is when, uh, when I, um, better fucking go away. I will be here. Yeah, yeah, better fucking go away. <laughs> Who's the other guy thinking of? Uh, You're thinking of like Disturbed. No, I was. I said Kid Rock, but I was thinking of another Kenny Chesney, Uncle Crow. No, no. Uh, really Is there anyone that's really Kid Rock adjacent? Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. He would sell that place out. There's like a tour this next upcoming summer. It's ZZ Top and Leonard Skinnerd. Are there any founding members left of either one of the ZZ Top's down to one guy? What about like well, Tucker okay. Carlson reading a book? 
Tucker Carlson reading Go Dog Go would have Lambeau Field sold out. Do you think Mark Murphy – here's a question I'm going to send to his mailbag. Mark Murphy, hi. Will you put in a bid to host the Fox News Patriot Awards live at Lambeau next year? Yes or no? Oh, Mark tell us so quick. Why has evil Mark Murphy not – I don't understand, Bart. What's the holdup to having evil Mark Murphy back? Uh, it's too much work. <laughs> Can you do Barnack for Christ? Do Barnack, please. We can do a Barnack. Okay. Yeah. Who Barnack. won the Patriot? Who won the main Patriot Award anyway? And his freedom, wasn't it? Well, I saw he won one. I don't know the category. Oh, yeah. I don't know the categories. And his freedom. These guys are so stupid. He's like, they really like me. No, they don't. You're who you are. This crowd is now watching the NBA. They're not. You're someone, you're someone that they are you Fox is using Ennis Freedom. It's working out for all parties. It's, it's nothing. That's not terrible. Ennis is getting his. I would like to do that poll question though. What would sell out the most quickly at Lambeau Field? I, it's it's it's, it's it's country of some. I don't know country music well enough to tell you who it would be, but I think it would be country. I mean Morgan Morgan Wallen just by young people. But if you really wanted to span as much as many ages as possible, I feel like it's got to be Garth. Well, I was you know WIXX up there. They're a huge like hot AC station kind of, but yeah. they would play like the Nickelbacks and the Creeds and stuff like that, because the Fox Valley dem- audience demands that. They're like, no other station can play the stuff that we play in our format. And it's absolutely true. I would think, I would think it'd be like, an, I, I, I almost want to kind of say Hootie and the Blowfish. Mm. That'd be good. Hootie played Riverfest a couple of years ago. Oh, that was great. Oh, so did Morgan Wallen right before he got huge. We're a little bit. Garth Brooks might be the answer. Garth Brooks might be the answer. So I, as a, I mean, a lot of we're telling from the tickets are on sale to the tickets are no longer on sale. Who's the fastest? Well, okay, wait a minute though. I I didn't really know. I still don't know any music by Morgan Wallen. I wasn't aware if he was, you know, a guy singer or a a gal singer because you know Morgan, you know, can can go. I didn't know. I thought you were wrong about it. No, I, I I I don't know who that is. Um. Until I saw that he sold out AmFam Field so quickly that they added a second show, yeah. So I was like, "Whoa, this is a is this a thing? What is what is this? I've never heard it. Never heard whiskey glasses. Ugh. Maybe if I heard it, but I don't think so. Grant, are you in your twenties or thirties? Twenties. That's what I thought. Grant's closer to his teens than his thirties. No, I'm I'm almost ha- I'm almost halfway. Okay. What did you just say? You're in middle school listening to Nickelback? That can't be true then. Seventh grade, but I, I don't know when it came out. That's just remember when I remember listening. Oh. I remember them. Yeah, in, uh, in middle school, them. Paul, I listened to Neil Diamond all the time. Well, did I did. Really? I listened to Neil Diamond in elementary school. I aged backwards with my music. I remember seventh grade listening to the song this afternoon, and they're t- they're singing about weeds in the backyard, six feet tall, and I was like, they don't mow their grass. Like that didn't track with me, and now I understand they're they're talking <laughs> they didn't about mow their lawn. <laughs> they're talking about pot. It's like, oh, they're they're crummy tenants. That tracks because they sing about hating the landlord and. He kissed my ass. I paid the rent. Like it all, it all made sense. I got back into Nickelback this week. So this is all very fresh of mine. Can you sing photograph for us before we go? Have Bart do it. He's got a good recipe, boys. Chad Krieger, Bart. Come on. Kroger. Is it Kroger? No. Is it? Yeah. Or Vath. Look at Polly McLaugh. That's it. That's pretty good. That was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Mm-hmm.
And what the hell is on Johnny's head? Here's the first girl I kissed. I was so nervous that I nearly missed. She's had a couple of kids since then. And then it's Johnny's head again, right? I haven't seen her in God knows when. Oh, every memory of looking at the back door. There's a photo on the kitchen in the bedroom. It's Kyle's something, whatever that is. All right. Outstanding. Let's do this again. Make sure Grant comes on as we do this again. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.